Hello and welcome to the Meaning of Marriage course for St. Philip's Church, Spring of 2023. My name is Justin Hare, and I'm excited that you are interested in being a part of this course. Due to my technological ineptitude, I was unable to record properly uh, our first class, which was really just an introductory class, yesterday, Sunday, January 8th. However, like all uh, classes in college, we basically went over the syllabus, and so you haven't missed much if you were unable to attend that class. And so what I want to do in this uh, couple minutes here is just briefly share some of the highlights that I hit yesterday, some of the important things about what this class is going to be, who it's for, why we're doing it, etc. So first, it's going to be a class from 9.30 to 10.15 in the chapel of the Good Shepherd that's in the graveyard right by the church uh, every Sunday except for one, uh, you'll see the syllabus uh, posted online right next to this recording. And it will go all the way till April 2nd, Palm Sunday. Uh, that's 45 minutes. It is not much time. And the space is really not ideal for discussion in uh, something as intimate as marriage. Now, in my ideal world, a marriage course would feature something, you know, like this. It would be in a parish hall where tables are set lovely with a nice candle. We would have delicious food, nice wine. We would have childcare, and it would be eight to 12 weeks where we would be able to be separated from one another as much where you can't hear each other's uh, issues, but it would be a time that couples can come and hear teaching and then discuss over a nice meal together uh, the important subject of marriage. Now, I would love to be proven wrong, but I don't know if we're in a place where folks would really be able to commit to doing that for, say, 10 weeks in a row. So this is what we're doing for this semester. We're meeting Sunday mornings, 9.30 to 10.15. What this time is going to look like? Well, I have certain preconceived notions as to what a marriage class would look like, and I can tell you the kind of class that I would dread going to. The kind of class that I would dread on marriage would be one where I would be expected to speak up where I would be either called upon or pretty much forced to speak up in a small group setting. I would not like that kind of class. Uh, I love talking about marriage within the privacy of my own marriage in my own home. Uh, I don't know if I'm able to do that honestly in a small group setting uh, where people come, different people come on each week. I would also be hesitant to come to a class where the teacher of the class was an expert, somebody who pre presented himself as an expert, who all of his examples just made him look great. And I already feel insignificant and um, woefully short in my own marriage. I don't need the person who's teaching to show me just how far I fall short. And so I want uh, as not to present myself in that sort of capacity during this class. Also, a class that would uh, I, I would frankly dread would be one where it was all theory and no practical help. I'm somebody who needs to have the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed. I need somebody to explain to me practically what this theory means for my day out life. Also, I would need somebody to give examples and help connect the dots as to what, uh, what all this really means for my marriage. 
conversely, I would also hate a class that was just purely techniques. Here's a little bit of advice. You know, I'm somebody who does want to know why I'm doing certain things, why somebody's telling me what to do. And so, as hopefully you can tell from these things, the class that we are going to do this semester is going to set out to be the opposite of that. And this time, you can be as anonymous as you like. You can come, you don't have to read anything, you don't have to prepare in any way, and you can expect not to be called on, not to be uh, asked to break out into small group discussion. That's just what this time is going to look like. But also, uh, this class, I am not going to be the marriage expert. I've chosen material that... I'm excited about, selfishly, people that I respect and have learned a little bit from, and I can't wait to hear more of what they have to say. Now, I have been married for 12 years, and I um, have been a minister for 10, and so I don't think that's nothing, but the bulk of our time will not be spent on my own thoughts and my limited uh, expertise, whatever that is. We are going to be looking at two books that I'll talk about later. And they're going to set out both something, uh, the context, the purpose, the meaning, the mission of marriage, so some theory, but they're also going to talk practically, giving us some tools as to what would make a marriage better. They're going to hope to do both of those things, not just tell you what marriage is about, not just the meaning of it, but how to have the kind of marriage that God wants us to have. Uh, an important note on who this class is for. I was delighted to see that we had a wide range of folks show up yesterday. We had folks who were young. We had folks who were older. We had folks who have been married for a long time, folks who are newly married, folks who aren't even married at all. Maybe they're dating, maybe they're engaged. Um, but that is what I would love to see because truly this class is for anyone looking to grow in their understanding and their upholding of the institution of marriage. In the Book of Common Prayer, in the, the wedding service for holy matrimony, uh, most people, I think, in the world think that a, a marriage is really just two people coming together making vows. And while that's true, it's so much more than that. And I love the way the Book of Common Prayer service sets it out. Right after the couple expresses their intent on being married, the entire congregation, all those gathered around, they take on vows as well to uphold these two persons in their marriage. And I'll be honest, I often wonder how much people really are willing to go to actually living into that vow. And so I am thrilled that we've got a wide range of people, and I would love to see more folks from different backgrounds, different contexts, come and learn about the institution of marriage. That was something that was important to me. I, I went to a marriage class while I was in college as a single man, and it was a tremendous blessing to me. And I would hope that this class would be a benefit for folks in that same category. It's going to be something that uh, everyone can be blessed in, hopefully. And, and frankly, we as the church bear a responsibility in upholding all of those uh, who are in marriages. And that's, that leads us to why this class is important. Truth be told, from, from my perspective as a, as a minister in the church, marriage is both the most needed and yet the most difficult subject to talk about. 
in my opinion, I think that's the case. It's the most needed because, honest to goodness, behind closed doors, marriages are crumbling. People, both body and soul, are suffering in marriage. And while they are quick to come to the church probably for preparing for marriage, maybe just a handful will come after they're married. Usually it's the last-ditch effort right before uh, perhaps divorce, or it's 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 on its last ditch effort to to try and fix the marriage that that they'll maybe come to the church. Now there are a number of reasons that I shared as to why that might be the case, but the truth is, we as the church, if we believe God has instituted marriage, that He created it, then then He has something to say about what it's for and how it works. And so the church has an obligation not just to teach on marriage, but to be a place where suffering folks in and out of marriage can come and talk about that. Now, the church is uh, hopefully a place where people can feel safe to do that. We need to, to be more and more of the kind of people that love, that are willing to say the, the needed things, the hard things, but be people who um, folks can feel safe to come and share. And I think that's uh, a really fine line. I think another reason why it's so difficult to talk about marriage is one of the things that I named yesterday in class was simply, I, I think that there's a stigma just walking up the steps of the Chapel of the Good Shepherd, coming to a class as a layperson on marriage. There is a stigma, let's just name it, that if you're going to a marriage course, it, it may appear that you don't have a good marriage. And can we just name right now that there, if you are a living, breathing human being, there is no marriage that is perfect. Every single marriage is struggling at some level. And so we need to name that, that there's going to be in this class, uh, you know, we, we're not going to talk about it personally. You're not going to be asked to share in front of other people about the intimate details of your marriage. But by merely talking about some of these things, what marriage is, and this is designed by God to help you grow into the person He's created you to be. And marriage is this wonderful and terrifying gift of having a person who knows everything about you, more, more about you than anybody else, and they see you as you really are, and often we are exposed. This is a terrifying thing to enter into the institution of marriage, and it inevitably brings shame, it brings the desire to hide and not bring uh, these hard things up about ourselves. It will require vulnerability. And I shared in class yesterday a quote about the importance of being able to enter into vulnerability, and not just fashionable vulnerability. I think on some level we all say we're a mess. We know that we don't have it all together. But the kind of class that I'm hoping to do, the one that I would love each person who comes to enter into uh, the weakness that marriage exposes in us, uh, it is hard. A quote that I shared yesterday from Tish Harrison Warren's Prayer in the Night. It's about a paragraph long, and, and let me just share with you what she says. She talks about fashionable weakness. She says it's a, a trend now to meticulously display imperfection, especially online. Messiness can be a part of a, our personal brand. We don't like people who seem too put together, 
And so many Christian leaders today are sure to go out of their way to show us how messy they are. But it's also very curated. Our truest weaknesses will never be a selling point. It's those things that the people closest to us know about us that we'd rather forget. And perhaps we don't even know about ourselves. It's those things we'd never share in a job interview and that people we hope won't mention in our eulogy. One of my favorite lines is Lester Bang's confession in Almost Famous. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. If sharing our imperfections makes us seem cooler and more approachable, then it's actually not true weakness. The things that are really wrong with us are embarrassing and uncomfortable. True vulnerability is too tender to trust with any except those who love us most. Sharing this part of ourselves with our community, it makes us more whole, but it will never help our personal brand. I absolutely love that quote from Tish Harrison Warren because it hits the nail on the head as to why this is difficult to talk about marriage. In marriage, we are vulnerable. We are seen. Who we really are is exposed. And all the bad parts about us want to run away, deny it, and hide from it. You can fight, fight, or freeze. Uh, fight, flight, or freeze in marriage is often the way we respond when we're exposed. But as Tish Harrison Warren said, it's only in the context of sharing our true selves in community that we actually become more whole. We start to have uh, some healing in our lives. And so marriage, it is an urgent thing to talk about. It's an important thing to talk about. And so that's exactly what we're going to do for the next few weeks together. Now, what exactly are we going to do in our time? Well, let me briefly go over the syllabus that we made. I know last semester in the parenting course, if you were a part of that, I kind of pigeonholed myself into a marriage uh, uh, a sermon, or sorry, a uh, syllabus where I was committed to it. And, you know, I guess I always hold the right to buck whatever the syllabus says, but I'm going to do my best to tell you where we're going. We're going to use two books. Both of them are, are fairly short. We're not going to hit everything in either book, but I'm excited about both of these books because uh, they've meant much to me already. And every book, every teacher has some blind spot. Uh, the, the first book is called The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Tim Keller is a brilliant pastor, theologian, and his book is similar to uh, his nature. He is a, he's a pastor who has expertise in the Bible and pastoral ministry. He's been dealing for decades with uh, people in marriage, and he has a lot of profound insights both into the Bible and into uh people who, co who have come to him over the years as their pastor for marital help. And what he's really good at is he sets forth, I think, one of the most compelling uh, visions of what the Bible teaches about as to what marriage is. He deals mainly with the, the um, biblical passage Ephesians 5, and he will talk about the secret of marriage, the meaning of marriage, the power for marriage, the essence 
of marriage and the mission of marriage. And he does it all very, very well. And so the first few weeks, we will look into his chapters. Um, but there's uh, another book that we're going to bring into. It's, it's pretty short. It's called The Intimate Mystery by Dan Allender and Trimper Longman. Uh, interestingly, Dan Allender, he is a uh, he got his Master's of Divinity from the same school that I got my seminary degree from. But he went on to Michigan State University to get a doctorate in counseling and psychology. And so he is a Christian counselor. And what he does in, in his little short book, yes, he'll talk as well as what the, the meaning and the purpose of marriage. And it's going to be from a different perspective. But what he does so well is he goes into uh, some of the practical things of what does it look like to really live into this marriage relationship? What are some of the things that he's seen in Christian counseling that keep coming up with folks? And it's just a, it's very complimentary to the Keller book. Uh, and he happens to look at the other most important passage in the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, verses 24, where it says, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And so he uses three verbs that kind of hit that, that verse in Genesis. Leaving, weaving, and cleaving. We, we leave our old families when we get married. We uh, cleave to our new spouse. So that involves communication. It involves uniting together. But then it involves also weaving a life together, becoming one flesh. And so uh, he does talk about uh, important things like how do we actually communicate? What, what, does, the, what does even sex mean? And this is something that is absolutely important that we will go over um, and both Keller's book and Allender's book go over both the meaning of sex, but also how it's a picture, uh, probably the most vivid picture that we get of God's relationship with his people and what marriage is all about. It's about the deepest intimacy, the deepest knowledge that we were made for. It's just a, a dim picture sex is of this wonderful relationship that we'll enjoy in eternity with God. So I hope that's whet your appetite a bit, and uh, I will conclude with the ask that I've made uh, of, of everybody who's able to come to this class. If you're not able to come, you're by all means benefit from these recordings. I hope it's a blessing to you. We'll have discussion questions. We'll have notes from the class, the, the, any materials that I use I'll post online. But if you're able to come, let me just say right now, do your absolute best to come every week. It's going to be essential that you do that. Um, it, it, I realize things come up. People get sick. You're out of t I know people are out of town, but if you are in town, if you can come, make every effort to get out of bed and to please come to this class because your consistency in it will reap a multitude of, uh, of a harvest blessing in your marriage. And if you increase your marriage, I promise you, you're automatically, your parenting will get better. It, is, it has ripple effects that will be a blessing. 
but it's even more important than the parenting class. You come to this every week. And let me, let me offer what Dan Allender offers in his book uh, to those who are going to engage this material. Three things that I'm going to ask in addition to trying to be here every week. First, be willing to struggle if you're married. Uh, be willing to struggle in your marriage as you go through this material rather than demanding a quick fix. That's a really important thing. Not everything changes overnight. Be willing to struggle. Secondly, be willing to talk with your spouse about the issues in your own marriage. I'll provide discussion questions to facilitate this, but this would be all for naught if you do not actually uh, apply this. If you're not willing to talk about the issues in your own marriage, this is all for nothing. I know this is a scary thing to enter into, uh, and it will not be easy, but I'm asking you to, to be committed and being willing to talk about the issues practically without getting defensive, without getting angry in your own marriage. Thirdly, be willing to dream rather than to live with expectations that are far less than God's design and desire for your life and marriage. That is a scary thing as well, to dream that it could be better than what it is now. But I'm asking you to do it, and there's good reason. I know that if you're willing to do these things, if you're willing to put in the effort, God is a God who can raise even the dead. So I'm excited for this time. I'm excited to, to be a fellow traveler on the way of learning about marriage with you. And uh, it is my joy that we'll be doing this class, and I hope it's a blessing to you. So uh, looking forward to being with you. God bless you.